because we have a friend with us today, the uber-talented, wait, what was I say? The ridiculously talented Adesim Dizzy, <laughs> also known as Sky Reedy. Sky, say hello. Hi, guys. Which, if anyone needs a reference to what Cammy just did. If you need did, a reference to what I just did, you live under a rock. <laughs> well, some people aren't as basic as us. Wow. They're all listening, well, so they may not podcast? know. But... <laughs> Many a years ago, I Once think upon it was, a blue moon. This was at least what three years was ago. Was it? Wow. At least it's been a while. John Travolta presented an award to Adina. Oh no, I'm gonna do right? it. Right? Whoa, Adina. 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 Manzel. Adina Manzel. Yes. Wait, is that right? I don't even know now. She's the one that sings "Let It Go, Let It Go," and he gets up there and he like. He goes, the wicked, that's what it is, the wickedly <laughs> talented, a dozen, dozen. And I was watching it live, and I literally, like, squeezed my husband's arm, and I was like, what just happened? Did he just have a stroke on live television? And then no one addressed it, and then it was a talk of the was, town. And then it was talking talk of the town after that. So, that's why, that's what, like, That's the where that came from. Yeah, that's where that came from. But I just had to introduce Sky that way, because we are honored to have Sky. Not only is she a dear friend of ours, but she really is super talented, has always been one of my favorite voices of anybody I, not just I know, but like anyone I hear. Thanks. Your voice is beautiful. It's really sweet. I'm actually sad I didn't get to hear you sing. We, um, they just got finished doing like a writing session mm-hmm. and I wasn't a part of it because I'm not that musical. You but are musical. I, well, here's the thing. I can critique the heck out of a song. I should be in I music. can tell you what sucks. Yeah, I can tell, <laughs> I can tell you if you're really bad. I should be an American Idol judge. Um, <laughs> But they were singing, and I didn't get to, or writing, and I didn't get to hear you sing, and now I'm kind of bummed. Next well, time. Well, you know where you I'll can hear back. her sing? Tell me, Gam. Is on Spotify and on iTunes, oh. and we will put the link in our bio so you can go listen to her sing, and you can be blown away. Perfect. So, we're here to, to have Sky today. It's going to be great. I'm so pumped about it. Um, my brain is all over the place because Sky's been in town all week in Dallas, and we've been writing the songs. The creative juices are every flowing. Day. All, every day. We've written been amazing. five songs. There's six, five? Six? Six songs. Wow. So cool. All my basics. It's been great. Amazing. Um, but before we get to the good stuff, talking about Sky's life, there's just a couple of things Amanda and I just needed to bring to everyone's attention. <laughs> and I'm probably going to be like giggling this whole time because I'm looking over at Sky and she's laughing at us <laughs> as we're talking. I feel like people think like, okay, they listen to our podcast and they have an idea of how it actually would go. And then they're in it in real life and they're like, oh no, it's actually more basic than I even dreamed. This <laughs> is real. And I... Like, well, we were talking about earlier that I come from a family of all boys and everyone is so calm and the girl energy in this room is very real <laughs> in the best way possible. So I'm just kind of along for the ride just today and I'm, I'm so in. happy to be here. It's she, actually, this guy's a great addition to our podcast because she's is very true. chill. You're the yin to our yang. <laughs> she is. She was like, I don't know if I'll be able to keep up with your level. And I was like, no, this is actually what we need. We <laughs> need someone who's breathe. not we'll on our level. The calming yes, you're going to be the air today. around us. I'm okay with that. The this lavender the oil, if you will. <laughs> this is the air I Okay, what do we need to okay. talk about? So, Amanda, I think you should tell everyone what we talked about earlier that you brought to my attention. Okay. And it has to do with my lover. Yes. Oh, oh, that, that one. Okay, okay. That lover. Got it. Okay. Not my husband. Not the other one. <laughs> okay. So I was 
on the way over here, and I was listening to John Mayer's new song called I Just Feel Like. And I just have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) I just feel like John Mayer... I just feel like John Mayer Mayer. is John Mayer, (laughs) and, like, there's no topping him, but he's so... Simple, yet so complex, and so creative, yet so odd. Like, if you haven't listened to all sexy, of our episodes, you may not know not. that I had a moment with John Mayer. Oh, yes. I just like to remind myself <laughs> and everyone listening that that did happen. It and did. It I is, can't believe I'd never heard this oh, story before today. It's it's one of those too good to be true moments, but it was true. He played the guitar to her, just down on the Looked audience. Me in the eyes. Yeah. I love that Steven was there, and afterwards, like, two hours later, I'm like... Wait, but, like, can we address that that did happen? Yeah. Like, you saw that, right? Like, you, you know saw if your husband, moment. like, agrees with it, you're like, okay, this is confirmed. This is real. This, yeah, is, this real. is real. This happened. So, his song, we were talking about, there's a few songs like this. I just feel like, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. Do we know this? No, I don't, I don't think, think he's, he is. I don't think he is, but I just think that he would be the best, like, worship singer of all time. And any song that I hear of his, I'm just like, yes. Like, I feel like he takes me to church and he doesn't even know he it. He does. In the we were saying, like, he, I, I said, John Mayer and then Sarah Bareilles for me are the two mm-hmm. songwriters and singers that if they got saved and, like, knew Jesus and wrote songs about their relationship with him, it would, like, blow the yeah. socks off of heaven. It would. And if you guys are not like crazy John Mayer fans like myself, my husband already bought us tickets for his concert in <gasps> September. I'm so we jealous. We already have our first date booked for uh, after this baby comes. Yes, I'll have like a three month old in September. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I know. So John Mayer's coming. We were I, I got on the email wait list because I was like, we Why won't didn't get you tell me? tickets. Oh, what a bad friend. Oh wow. <laughs> Sky, you wanna be my ghost? <laughs> Know this. Oh, there's still tickets. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Good, good. I'll be in the nosebleeds while actually, you're in the front row. Actually, oh my gosh, I just thought of something. What? We actually bought four tickets because we're thinking about selling the tickets. Maybe you're a great friend. I am a great friend. We weren't thinking about selling them. I was going to surprise you, but you just blew it. I was, wait, really? Oh, well, I'll just pretend like I don't remember this. My birthday is in November. Cool, cool, cool. This actually, has been basically basic <laughs> Goodbye, counseling session. We need Sky's help. Okay, well, we were going to talk about something else, but I feel like we just need to go into... Yeah, just go into it. We could talk about... Honestly, we should just do an episode one time that's just all hot topics. Oh, yeah. Because we have so many opinions. Sky's like, yeah, do it when I'm not here. Yeah, Sky's like, y'all can keep going, but right now I'd love to talk about what I'm here for. (laughs) So, guys, Sky. You know what? Sky, I'm going to introduce yourself. Tell me, and I'll ask you questions because I know you're more chill and you don't talk as much as we do all the time. (laughs) So, Sky. First of all, where are you from? I'm from Tampa, Florida originally, and now I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been there for a long time. How, what, what, 12 years? Did you move to Nashville for college? I moved for college. That's how I met Cami. We okay. met actually in the summer before college even started. Oh, I did not know you guys. Yeah, yeah. So Bella has yeah, this thing called Towering Traditions, and it's like yeah, this cheesy, like, Come to our week long, not even a week. Basically, like, like embarrass yourself in front of everyone yeah. so it's not awkward when you meet everyone. But really, for someone like me who's extremely extroverted, this was like the best you thing that ever it. happened to me. And for me, someone who's like super chill was like the worst this thing. This is my worst idea. <laughs> no. I went into it like I had picked out my outfits probably weeks before. I was like, this is my time to shine. This is when I meet. Every Everyone. person that's oh. going to be my future bridesmaid. And it worked. I'm pretty sure my entire <laughs> wardrobe were Belmont t shirts. Yes. And that tells me anything. So I meet Cammy. We meet, and I don't know, I don't remember when we met in that week. But I don't either. We met, and it was amazing. And actually, our original friend group was 
me, Sky, our friend Daniela, and our friend Aileen. And from those four, it grew to the huge friend group that we have now. Yeah, that's true. It was, we were at the very beginning. We were. You guys were the yeah. bottom of the pyramid. We really we were. We were the top of the pyramid. No, Amanda. the bottom is who supports everybody. Oh, okay, okay. We were the bottom. Uh, we were the bottom. It's very fitting. It's, if I could describe my life, that's what it would be. Yeah, well, actually, that's a great segue. That's actually a great segue. Into why we have Sky on. So I wanted to bring Sky on because Sky is just, like I said earlier, she's insanely talented, has such a call in her life. I watched you grow so much just in your love for Jesus, but you're you're so wise. Like she just carries so much wisdom, and it's because of the things that you've walked through and just what you've submitted your life completely to Jesus. Um, but I wanted to kind of talk about humility because when I look at your life, I keep saying how talented you are, and that's because you are. But it's also you're one of those people that know, but like you have this gift, but like you're not a person that walks in the room and is like. Look you want everyone me. to know yeah, about like, it. I'm yeah, I'm super talented. Yeah. And so at Belmont, there's a lot, you know, I went to school for music, which we've talked about a lot. And I'm, you know, being in a school where everybody is talented, it's very easy to kind of walk into a room and gauge based on people's like personality. Like, yeah. okay, this person probably like has yeah. got it. I remember being uber <laughs> intimidated as a voice major because and people would be like, well, my producer, like my manager. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, we're just freshmen in college. Like, how do you guys know you these people? This. Yeah. And half of them are probably lies. I don't even know. Yeah. And also, 85% of them are probably, you know. Not doing oh, nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but honestly, I feel like every person who was like that actually quit. Yeah. They which did. is crazy. But Sky comes in super humble. Of all the people I knew, I actually think in my mind, I probably was thinking like, oh, she probably has a really sweet voice. It's probably, like, going to need some help. And then she sings, and it blows your freaking mind. You have, like, you are, like, Whitney Houston in a white girl's body. I am not. Yes. That's really sweet. That Thank is you. so sweet. And you've now always I just want you to sing on the podcast. I know. Sing everything you say. Oh but I feel gosh. like you really, like, had to walk through just submitting your plans and your dreams yeah. to the Lord. Um, so, yeah, to kind of tell us, you you know, grew up in Tampa. Let's do the beginning mm-hmm. story. So, from childhood to getting to Belmont. How was that road for you? Like, what brought you to be like, okay, I'm going to pursue music? Because that's a crazy leap of faith. Well, I think I had a pretty, um, like, abnormal just upbringing and childhood. And um, my family was super close. And music definitely was, like, birthed out of our family dynamic. And I'm actually the only person in my family that is musical um, on any side. Like, there's not really anybody. So I don't really know where it came Well, I know where it came from. Um, Jesus. But yeah, it's something that God just put on my heart. And it was really my way to communicate with God and sort of express um, everything that I was walking through as a kid, just being raised in a different lifestyle. Um, there was a lot of, like, sickness in my family as a young kid. Actually, my mom passed away when I was 16, and um, which is what eventually brought me to Belmont. My mom was the one who found Belmont and told my dad that I had to go there. And so, yeah, really sweet. Yeah, pretty crazy. So when my mom found it and told him before she passed, he, I guess, had made up his mind without telling me that I was going there, and there wasn't any option. And I actually shouldn't have been let in because they literally told my dad that my math score was the, um, my SAT was the lowest math score ever accepted into the university. Oh my goodness. Which is hilarious. He was more excited than I was the day I got in because he didn't think it was gonna happen. Also, what a like great foreshadowing of life. Be like, hey, if all odds are against you, I still got yes. in. Yeah. So. I literally feel like that's the story of my life. Like, you know, I, it would be very easy for me to look at a lot of different things and just say, 
it's so much easier for someone else to do this. Like I should just wow. go live a quiet life. And mm-hmm. even my personality, like well, like what you were talking about, Cammy. you walk into a room and you can identify, like mm-hmm. I like to call them the sparkly people. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. New t-shirt. Yeah. It's going to go in. Like, are you a sparkly are you I think both of you are sparkly people, you know? <laughs> wow. And it's just that the very outgoing and like outspoken and charismatic like energy, which I love. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I thrive off of being around yes. that. Um, but I think as I've gotten older, I have wholeheartedly learned to embrace exactly who I am and be 100% comfortable in my lane. And that doesn't mean that you don't meet people halfway sometimes, but I'm a more chill person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I'm not sparkly. It just means that I just have a different speed Ooh, I just and I'm okay with that. You're velvet. <gasps> I love that. Oh, I, I really like, might be that. a sparkly person, but you're a velvet person. I love I that. I love that. You really I are. Do. I, I, I Steven's a velvet person. So is Tyler. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. They both are. I didn't yeah. think about that. My husband is a very velvet person. You I call him. Velvet. Yeah, he's like my security blanket. People, our home is so quiet in the best way possible. But also there's this, I think because like, I like... Um, sparkly it might be sparkly what the term that you just gave us I also love to go into spaces like that or be around people like you and and I like take a breath of fresh air are you that way Kimmy oh absolutely. like when you're around people like that you're just like like I because I can feel the kind of like this like what other people are at like what level they are mm-hmm. so just, same with like somebody's like mad or sad I don't I can't like be around it for long because then I'll get like mad mm-hmm. or sad I totally but I love agree. being around like people that are just calming like you're definitely a calming presence oh, totally. and I love being around that because I'm like Ah, well, I have like a crazy <laughs> couple of weeks. I've had like two conferences that I've been yes. a part of. It, it's, yes. I've, I've led worship every weekend pretty much. Oh, yeah. For the past like yeah, four or five really weeks. Yeah, you've been really busy. So with Sky coming yeah. in, my mom was like, you know, are you okay? You sure? Are you overwhelmed? Like, you yes. know, a lot going on. I was like, oh, mom, like this if anyone's person. coming in town, like Sky's actually going to like bring me more peace. And yes. you totally have. Like, you are the Aww, easiest that's person really sweet. to that's have so around. Sweet. And, it, and I keep telling Sky, I feel like we're cousins. Yeah. Because it's like those people that you don't, we don't talk all the time. I don't see her all the time. Yes. But when we do, we pick up like right where we left oh, off. There's that. none of that like yeah. awkward like. It's like forever friends. Yeah, forever friends. That's really sweet. Um, yeah. Okay, so, but before you went to Belmont, your music journey, I, I was making fun oh, of yeah. Sky the other day because I'm people don't notice about her, but she was like a little diva pop star. Like, <laughs> not, not Christian artist. Like, I'm talking like, she like sang with O-Town. Which I, I was, I was kind of sure that because it's very interesting. <laughs> Wait, what was O Town's hit? Because I have it in my head, but I can't. Oh, what was it? Of it? I'll Google it. While I honestly Google can't it, yes. even remember. Okay. It's been so long. I was well, they so kind of got overshadowed by like 98 Degrees. They did. Sync Factory. That's they true. Were like, sure. They were like the E list. They, they were. were. Like, yes. Yes, yes, they completely were. Um, but they they made their mark. They did. I mean, I knew they were. Yeah, I definitely know they were one hit. And I'm sure being from Florida, like O Town was probably a big deal. Were they from Florida? I don't know if O-Town they were. Orlando. They oh. were from all over, but yes. So all of the Making the Band people, which is what they came from, um, were in Orlando at that time. And it was kind of, this is one of the reasons why I was doing pop music is that um, Britney Spears and NSYNC, their manager was in Orlando. And okay. so there was a lot of like pop stuff going, going on at there, that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was just a lot of opportunity for like, I mean, they were looking for really young kids because, you know, they found Brittany when she was really young and all the instinct guys, like yeah. there was just a lot going on. So I was, you know, fully doing pop music and was about to sign a deal when I was 15 and my mom got sick and I basically 
walked away from everything wow. and was kind of kind of washed my hands of music you know it was really like tied up in just a lot of feelings and a lot of misunderstanding grief. and grief and you know, just needed a break from it. And then when I was forced by my father to go to Belmont, um, I basically rediscovered it Mm, pretty much halfway through. Because when I arrived at Belmont, I was not convinced that I was supposed to be in music. Mm -hmm. I was sort of just there to kind of get a fresh start. And, you know, moving to another state sounded like a good idea. And it wasn't until I met my husband, Blaine, that he was like, what are you doing? Why are you not singing? Why aren't you doing music? And I, I guess I just needed someone to believe in me because mm. I didn't believe in myself at that point, and and no one there Which is knew crazy any of my history. You're so talented, like you were one of those people that you were like this secret hidden gem. You really were because you would sing, like I said before, and people would be like, "What the heck? Like, where, where did this come, come from? from? <laughs> like, because you are, you're just that. You're so you're quiet confidence, and mm. then you sing, and it's like unreal and beautiful but I feel like you when you were talking earlier about having to like kind of laying that down when your mom passed away mm-hmm. I feel like that was your first time of just like surrendering yeah being like okay like you know this is the dream this is the goal I'm gonna sign mm-hmm. this deal and then life happens and you realize what's like really important and you're like I can't yeah. do this right now yeah. you know and I feel like when I think about your life like that's kind of been a theme of you just kind of coming under God's plan and being like okay I'm gonna just his timing ride and your Mm -hmm. timing that's been a lot I mean I I think because I was involved in you know the real music industry at such a young age because I pretty I think I was 10 when I started um and things just kind of snowballed and I learned so much at a young age and you know had a lot of things promised to me and not that I believed them but mm-hmm. I was just kind of like okay like this is moving in a direction and, and somebody and for someone like that young like that's exciting like yeah that's what it's you exciting and and you, think, you were homeschooled so that was like yeah, your I was homeschooled it, I was literally I was working and traveling at wow. such a young age I was touring when I was you know 13 and 14. So what, and when you were touring at that age, was it like singing with other people or was it like your own songs? Like Yes, it was my own music. I was fully an artist. Um, it looked, you know, all different mm-hmm. ways. There were different organizations and groups that I worked with and, um, you know, lots of different events mm-hmm. and festivals. Yeah, opening for, you know, normal, mm-hmm. normal stuff that like that a, an artist do. that's just getting going yeah. would be doing. Um, and then like working with a lot of producers and writers mm-hmm. and doing studio time and things like that. So, yeah. So, yeah, you're like, this is you obviously going to go somewhere. Like, I'm not just doing this I'm like, I have my whole life planned out at yeah. this point. And then all of a sudden, literally, you know, the ground falls out from under you. And, and my mom had been sick most of my life. So um, it's not something that, you know, was completely unexpected, but you, you never really, mm-hmm. like, fully expect it until it actually mm-hmm. happens. And so I think that I just wanted to kind of wipe the slate clean. Um, But I didn't realize when I did that how much of my history I erased. And it wasn't until I really found a deep love of music and a deep understanding of my calling that I realized I had to open the door back up to all of that. So I feel like that's what I've spent the last five-ish years kind of doing is just reconnecting and healing and... um, just yeah and really seeing the beauty in all of it and learning how to tell my story in a way that's not a victim Mm -hmm. because it's such a redemptive story Mm -hmm. and it's really not even the focus like the pain and 
all of that is really not the focus. It's it's God and what he's done. Wow. And so, you know, I'm still learning how to tell it in, in that way. And when it's still unfolding, I think. And yeah. you're, you're actually like, so right now, Sky being here writing is she's writing for a whole new season of life, which we'll talk about in a second, of you really stepping into what God yeah. has actually called you to do. Um, but okay, so Sky goes to Belmont. She's a rock star, but doesn't know it. I know it, but she doesn't. But it's oh cool. my gosh! And then you graduate, and then what was your first like job as so, a professional musician? I graduated, and at this point, you know, I said my husband had convinced me to get back into music, and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to be an artist. It's too much pressure. I I understand what it takes to be an artist and it's it's not the work it's not the sacrifice it's literally to for me my type of artistry is authentic and it is it takes every part of my heart and I knew that there were doors that I had closed in my heart and I just didn't want to go there so but I wanted to sing so I was like okay well maybe I can just make a living singing and somehow I fell into just kind of like doing studio work in Nashville and that led to singing with different artists and eventually led to me touring. So I think it was maybe a year after I graduated that I got my first touring gig. Um, and who was that with? That was with a Christian artist named Mandisa and I was with her for two and a half, almost three years. That's crazy. Which that yeah. even, that's the cool thing about Belmont was like being a voice major is most of us come in with the goal of like, we want to be assigned solo recording artists. Yeah. But everybody. through school, you realize there's other avenues and ways you can make money and make a living being mm-hmm. a musician. Mm-hmm. And so for you out of college to get a, a deal or a gig with Mandisa touring was like amazing. Like yeah. that's a great job that's huge. for anybody, but let alone like, you know, getting to step out and be like, okay, I'm making money. Yeah. Being right out of college. Yeah. It was incredible. And I was singing every day. And I also, I had just worked on her album and done almost entirely her whole album, the background vocals. Um, and I was getting to sing these parts that I, you know, I had come up with on the road and it was a really fun and exciting time and a really amazing band family to be a part of. There were some really hard things, about it, but um, you know, it was a it was a great way to get my feet back into what I was supposed to be doing, even though I didn't know that. Yeah. So, where kind of in that process did you feel like God started to speak to you about, "Hey, Sky, like you're in the background, mm. but I might be calling you out <laughs> to the front." Which, before you answer that question, I just need the audience and you guys both to know that I googled town and you're gonna be blown away at the song what we was all, it the song is like a smash we yeah all know it. i know it's Don't a huge song are you ready i'll I can't be able to remember. sing for long as soon as you start one two <laughs> three because i want it all oh, i'm nothing at all there's no one left to call when you reach the bottom it's now i'll never Good job, everybody. That was great. Amanda, you are musical. Look at you. Oh, Good job. There was one part I did. Delhi was a little off, 
but I was like, it's I'm okay, you recover. So hey, yeah, the was, best musicians recover quickly. <laughs> recovered, so yeah. kept going. I recovered and I hit a run. On the way over here. Wow, I didn't hear that. On the way over here, Sky was like, wait, how do you know Amanda again? And I was like, we grew up singing together. Oh my gosh, then you totally, I forgot you said that. You totally can't say you aren't musical. You are. Very musical. Okay, I'm so sorry. I had to interject because that's I don't even remember what we were talking about, but. I asked you, at what point did you feel like, you, you know, you've been, because I want to talk yeah. about humility, okay. because you are a background vocalist, and yeah. that is something that can easily define you, but you've realized through this process that the Lord is actually calling you to step out of the background, mm-hmm. but you have had to, over the past well, it's funny. five years, just serve other people's dreams. Yeah. Even you saying background vocalist, it's, I'm not. Come on. Anymore. Yes. It's actually like, you know, it's one of the, the things, I think that I in my life have given myself a lot of titles of things that I thought I was. And I remember specifically in the last season, God was like, take that title off of you. Like mm. you, you put that on yourself. It's not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's almost funny to hear you I say it myself. I'm <laughs> no, I'm sorry. it's not a bad thing. Um, well, but, right. and for some people that is what they that was my dream. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy being there. I was like, this is amazing. I have none of the pressure on me. Mm-hmm. I can just stand back here and chill. And I remember people would ask me all the time, why aren't you doing your own music? And I was like, I'm sure they say that to everybody. Right. You know? And I would adamantly tell them, I am a background vocalist. I don't want to be an artist. Um, Do you think you would say that just because you were comfortable there? Completely. Okay. I was 100% comfortable there. I had none of the pressure. Mm-hmm. None. Of, I, I didn't have to honestly do the self-work. Yeah. It's kind of like marriage. Like when you... Yeah. When you're in a relationship, you are confronted with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my relationship with music was not about music. It was about God. And there were a lot of things that I had to work out with him that I just wasn't ready to do, I think. And honestly, I, I think God knows where we're at and what we can handle. Mm -hmm. And he gave me that season very sweetly to heal my heart and to help me fall back in love and, you know, really make the cost worth it and show me what I was supposed to be doing. So, um, eventually after a couple of years, I th- I can remember Blaine and I talked about this the other day. We were in the car and I looked over at him and I was like, you know, I probably could have been an artist by now. And he looked back at me and he was like, why aren't you? And of course, every time he's always there for those moments. Sweet husband. Yeah, he's so amazing. Um, and I remember I was like, oh my gosh, I have to quit. And, and who were you? Who were you singing with? I was at the still time? with Mandisa at the time. Okay. Well, I was I was doing I was also singing in country and some pop stuff. So I was really Just doing this everything. Is, this is because we're really hitting on humility with you, and you won't say all the people that you sing with because <laughs> you're humble. Can, you can we make you, sure, you can say make, um, a few of the people that you've done background vocals honestly, for? Honestly, it's hard to remember, but um, Brooks and Dunn, Amy Grant, Brandon Heath. Um, I've sung on. Matthew West records, Sandy Patty records, um, Jacob Whitesides, um, Brooks and Dunn, I think. Um, My Maria is one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, that's literally the song that we sang was My Maria. Don't you know I've <laughs> <long, long. laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. 
to her. You okay there? Don't hurt that baby. Um, <laughs> okay, oh well, gosh. I don't know why it's, you it's so hard for me to I remember. I don't know why you didn't start with that, but I do because you're humble. That's what we're talking about. Okay, that's incredible. Yeah, well, my recent job has been Michael W. Yes, yeah, so I've been with Michael for the last, this will be my fifth year. Wow, year. that's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. I was doing Christmas stuff with him and Amy Grant. Um, How fun. Yeah, it was super fun. And again, in that season, I was like, this is great. This is exactly what I want to be doing. And then everything changed. And Which is also so cool as I'm like talking and like learning these things about you and just processing. It's also really cool that you can be, I think it's such a picture of like God's work in all of us that like you can still be doing something that's really good mm-hmm. and that you love. Like yeah. it's not a bad thing. Like you weren't singing like Satan music. Right. Like you're still singing, you can still sing like for his glory and yeah. it still not be yeah. his it's call still for not you. be the right yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely was called out and entered into that process of like, okay, this might suck a little bit, um, but we're just gonna, we're gonna do the work. And Blaine and I just kind of agreed like, okay, we're gonna invest in this. And I basically flipped our lives upside down. Well, it wasn't me, but God basically (laughs) flipped our lives upside down. And we sort of entered into this whole new way of living, which was just very surrendered. And, um, and I think that kind of ties in with what we're talking about with, you know, serving another person's calling. In those seasons where I was singing for someone, I was very satisfied and happy back there. And I don't think I truly understood what it meant to serve someone else's calling mm-hmm. because I wasn't invested in that way. Like my mindset just wasn't there. You feel like um, you were just kind of floating, like just yes, doing it, but you weren't existing. like realizing Yes. That. So um, a lot of the last five years has been... I worked at a church at the same time. Well, I've not worked, but I was leading worship at a church. Um, and then also singing with Michael and some other people. And, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't, I was still trying to figure out exactly where I was supposed to be, but I was very much learning to steward what other people were asking of me. And it was very humbling. And for someone who was already like, you know, a pretty willing heart to do whatever this, you know, just went even deeper. And it was, it was really hard. It's been a a very big growth time for me. Well, and at the same time, like you've been doing that and then your husband also is on the road Mm -hmm. in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. And so even the humility of supporting his dream and his humility support your dream, when in a lot of ways they could seem like conflicting. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of share that because I mean Blaine's been on the road the whole time you've been on the road too, yeah, but never longer, together, right? Yeah, longer. wow. Well, longer in our adult years. Um, yeah, Blaine is a bass player. Blaine is a bass player. Um, he is currently playing with Mandisa, which is amazing and so fun. Yeah, it's a bummer that we weren't there at the same, at time, the same time together. Time, yeah, but I'm so glad he's actually been in country for the last gosh like seven years, and now he's been playing with her, and it's so great. Um, we love country too. Um, so, but yeah, he, our, our lives are so seasonal. Like there are seasons that we have so much time together. And then there are seasons when we don't see each other. Like for the last seven months, we have been apart a ton. And if, you know, if my adult life in late twenties has taught me anything, it is that he is the most important thing and that all of my decisions, everything just, it's God and then him. And I would like to structure my life, um, 
that way. Um, so it's hard and it's a sacrifice when you're out working and you're not together. And that's also been the driving force behind, you know, me really wanting to push forward into what I'm supposed to be doing with my life because I know that will bring us together. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the longest like time frame you guys have spent apart? In entirely, probably like because of music, three and a half weeks. I think we've okay. we've both had some. Like I've had some tour runs that we've been gone for three and a half weeks, which is a long time. That is a long time. Yeah. So now we have a rule where we try and not go over two weeks. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like Mm -hmm. next week I'm going to be gone or at the end of the month I'll be gone for about two and a half weeks and he's going to try and pop in um, once or twice. During okay. that time period. So it gets easier as you get older. As you get older, and, yeah. you know, we have, you can learn you know, to navigate it. Yes. Yeah. You, you just, you figure out how to make it work. But yeah, I, I never thought I would marry a musician and our lives can be a little crazy sometimes. And then there are other times where there is nothing going on. And, you know, yeah. that's, that's when, like the life. I feel like that's the life of a creative in general. It it's totally like, is. You, it's some seasons you're like on fire and then there's so much yeah. going on. And other seasons you're like, is this, do people think I'm a cricket? It's all or nothing at all. You know? Let's just bring that That was a great it. reference, Kelly. That was a great yeah. I love it. But really, it's like you're either like I, I always describe it as Steven because I feel like I realized being married to him how weird being a creative is and how different. And like the way I describe it is like his life is a marathon. So it's slow mm-hmm. and steady. You pace yourself. Yeah. You have a routine. Mm-hmm. You go. My life is endurance sprints. Mm-hmm. Like it is like you, I am all in. I'm doing an event for a week. So true. It gets all my energy, blah, 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 and I'm running as hard, and then I come home and crash for two days. It's true. You know, or I'm like, like this week we've written like six songs, and yeah. I'll probably take the long. I leave worship on Sunday, and after worship on Sunday, I'm probably it's like the longest. Be- I know. I'm literally already planning out my like Nap sleep schedule. marathon yes. that's about to happen. And neither one is right or wrong, you mm-hmm. know. But I do think yeah, it's so it's different. cool that you and Blaine have figured out how to help steward each other's gifts mm-hmm. and like value that and that he sees that in you. I think it was really important because I'll never forget the year after he graduated from college. I mean, for a full year, he didn't know exactly what he was going to do. And I just remember him wa- like watching him as a man go through that struggle of, you know, we knew we wanted to probably get married and he wanted to provide. and um, But he had this calling in his heart that he wanted to stay true to. And I was fully supportive in that. I didn't want him to have to just go get any random job. I wanted him to hold out for his dream. Um, and... So we did. And I remember thinking in that season, I, I will never question this. Like I will always support his dreams because I know the fulfillment that he, it brings for him. And I know ultimately he's doing it for me and for us. So it's so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of humility is this constant surrender. Of yeah. like oh you have gosh. this, you have this vision and this goal, but it's just kind of like trusting that God cares about that vision and that plan and that goal more than you do. Yeah. And so it's constantly so like right. bringing that back to his feet. And when you were talking, I just keep thinking about David. Like you're such a David guy because like at <laughs> such a young age, like, uh, you know, as we spoke over David <laughs> and said, you, you have this call, like you're going to be yes. Israel. And chills. while he was speaking that David's mm. like not even one of the ones that was looked at he wasn't the one brought before Samuel he was tending to sheep yeah so humble doing this dirty job but then the crazy thing was is like you would think okay like you know Samuel comes and says hey you're King David and you would think from that point on Mm -hmm. it's like this 
fast track. Right. No, it was a lot of like, like the slow track. High moments and then back to hidden place. Yes. And then high moments and then yes. back to a hidden place. And um, David's I, literally my hero. Me too. And I can yeah. so. I, yeah. I've had, I, I know say, you can relate. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I've had so many words over my life about being David. And, and there's moments where you're like, ah. Oh. And I the moment I was just thinking of for you, Sky, was when David, King Saul invites David to come and like sing to him and like his when he sings it like those tormenting spirits leave yeah and mm. David had this amazing gift as a worshiper and he could have been singing to like thousands but his job in that season was to come and serve under the king and just to come and like bring his anointing for one person yeah. knowing that that one person he was singing for actually had influence over a whole nation yeah and I feel like you've been in that season where you've been singing underneath and for and your anointing has been to serve Mandisa or to to serve Michael W. Smith or whatever but Mm -hmm. in serving those people you've actually been serving nations because Mm -hmm. their call and what they're doing is touching so many lives and people don't know like you know at the end of the concert people probably aren't lined up to thank you or to get your autograph but you and the rest of that team is creating and what makes it possible for that artist. And I believe that now that God's calling you out to your season, he's going to surround you with people Mm -hmm. just like how you've been so humble. He's going to put the right people around you Mm -hmm. to lift you up. Uh, You you reap what you sow, baby. You do. You really do. Well, that scripture says, humble yourself under the Lord's hand, and in due time, he will lift you up. And I feel like you've lived that out. It is literally, it's all time. Like this whole week, I've just been reminded of timing. and Because this is kind of a big week for me. And yeah, talk I, about that. Yeah. What is this well, week? I'll I'll step off my humble train just for a second. <laughs> Good. To step say, off it. Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing I learned. Like step off. humility doesn't mean just like, you know, dying to yourself. So um but so this week I we recorded a live worship night with Michael, Michael W. Smith last year, and I have a song on this new album that actually came out today. It's called Awaken. Um, I think the surrounded is this, experience. Is this on his album? Yes. Yeah, so this okay. is Michael's album, and then but, I have a song I'm okay. singing. It's called Agnus Day, um, and it it's is on Spotify. Beautiful. Okay, we have to go listen to it. iTunes and Apple Music. We'll put this in. We'll put this in our um, link. Yeah, that'd be so great. Yeah. Um, and that song has been such a gift. I literally got to sing it all over the world last year. So cool. Um, I didn't even know that I was going to be singing that song. I walked into rehearsal, and Michael looked at me, and he said start singing um and so it's just kind of followed me and just been sort of like my heart's cry for the last 12 months it's been really special um but this year it feels like the timing of all of the things that I've waited for I'm gonna be 30 this year and it feels like you know they're starting to come to fruition so um and definitely in a different way I am not a pop star um I'm so thankful that I'm not (laughs) um uh, but yeah, just being a worship leader and a worship artist, um, it feels like I'm actually stepping into that now. And I even, I'm not going to be full-time with Michael anymore. Um, I will be singing with him some this year, but I'm really going to be doing my own music and singing and doing my own stuff. So, it's so yay. Good. Yeah, it's really, it's so really exciting. I was laughing That's with so Scotty the other night, I guess it was yesterday. 
just how Michael W. Smith, like, he's that person that you say, like, could you imagine if you're, like, Cameron E. Avers? Like, I'm, like, but if you call him, but I can't call him call Michael because I don't know no, him. I don't so know I like him. if I did, I'm, like, being a poser, but right. I'm also, like, it's so bizarre that I'm calling you Michael W. Smith. Yeah? Like, what? I know. I know. Well, Probably I, a manager of some sort. Yeah. I think what happened, because we've talked about it before, I think he said that there was another Michael Smith at the time, or no, 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 it was that there were so many Michael Smiths, because it's such a it's common, such a common name. name. Yeah. Michael so they were like yeah, basically basically yeah. <laughs> they were like Michael, let's just use Michael W. Smith and that's how the W came to be so most of everyone calls him Smitty but I didn't come up with that nickname for him so I always feel weird calling him that so I just call him Michael and W but is like a good if you're is. gonna stamp a letter yeah. on your middle like name George like George W uh, yeah yeah, George George w, w. That W is like yeah. Well, and people call him M Dubs. So I mean, that's another one. M Dubs. <laughs> that's really funny because we call um, Gwen G Dub all that's the time. That's super cute. I love that's that. That's really funny. Yeah, that's really yeah. Well, I I do think it's weird whenever like someone has a nickname and you like want to be the one to say I it, know. but then you like it makes me sound like I'm like trying to. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Sometimes I'll attempt it, but if it just doesn't feel right, then you know. Speaking it's of names, fine. Sky, you have a really cool name. Thank you. And you put an E at the end of it, right? Yes. It's so cool. Yes, I love me that at name. the end of it. Yeah, you can thank Sky with an father. E. Sky with an E. Okay, so Sky, before we wrap up, I want you to share two things with us. I want you okay. to tell us highest high of the past being on the road and like this process Ooh. and lowest low. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Um, oh. So I'm totally putting you on the spot right now. Okay, well, I have. Okay, my highest high. So, um, when I quit, so I quit Mandisa, and then I think like a couple months later, um, I was driving down the road, and um, I had this vision of me on a stage with a team of people, and I was just talking to God, and I was like, God, what is this? And I remember hearing the Holy Spirit say, like, this is a worship team, and like, you're on it, but you're singing your own song. And I was like, I don't even, like, I used to do worship, but I don't even do worship right now. And oh, yeah, because Mandisa is, like, yeah, it's like, pop CCM. Yeah, like, pop CCM yeah. and country and pop and, like, all, like, I was not, you know, really leading worship. Um, and also, this was before worship really started to, you know, get momentum. Like, not, it, there was Hillsong, but, like, I don't right, even it was like think. like, worship was just in your local church. Yes, it wasn't like, like it was, movement. it was not a movement at this point. And I just remember God saying, it's not here, but it's coming. Like, it's not here yet. Um, and that was five years ago. And I remember at this worship night that we did last year, I was standing on stage and I was like, this was it. This was what you were talking about. And wow. I remember when I had that vision, I, you know, I saw albums and, like, I saw touring and international touring, all this stuff that has literally come to pass. And I also saw this one song that was going to sort of open the door for my, you know, career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I sort of feel like I'm walking in that like today and this week and all of that. So that's probably like my highest high. That's so good. And I love when God speaks to us in, in dreams too like seeing like a very specific vision yes I've had some crazy dreams yes, I love that and then knowing like okay this could be like tomorrow this could be oh I five years I like, literally do I have time to tell that story absolutely. okay yes. so um 
also right after I had, maybe like a week or two after I had that vision, I had a dream that I got a call from someone and they were like, hi, we wanted to know, we know that you are leading worship and doing your own artistry, but we wanted to know if you would come out and lead worship with us and like tour. And we're going to be like touring internationally and domestically, and this will help start your career. And I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, so this is real. Like, this is what I'm doing. Um, And also in the dream, they said, like, we know that you haven't pursued this and no one really knows where you are or what you're doing right now, but that's why we're calling. And that's crazy. And so that like doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't happen. So I had a very specific picture in my heart of like, okay, God, I'm not supposed to pursue this. It's the David moment again of you want me to go out in the field and like just be. So basically I just immersed myself. I kind of feel like I put myself through worship school because I just, just lived and breathed Mm -hmm. and spent so much time literally on my face in Mm -hmm. prayer and worship for the next three years. So fast forward three years. I get a call from Michael one night in January. Michael W. Michael Smith. W. Yes. Michael W. M. Dubs. M. Dubs, as we call him. And this was actually after my husband was in between gigs, and he he also didn't know what he was doing, and I didn't have a job at the time, and we were kind of like, okay, God, like it's been Not three years, time. like yeah. you really have to show up. And I this, randomly this would be a good time for us. <laughs> I get a call from Michael at I think it was like ten o'clock at night. I'm like, why is he calling me right now? What's going on? Um, I call him back, and he's like, hey, Sky, what's up? I'm like, hey, Michael, what's going on? Um, he's like, well, you know, I just had an idea and I was wondering, I'm switching everything, you know, I'm, God gave me this, this picture for a a worship album and, um, you know, I'm going to be doing all my worship music out on the road. And he's like, I know that like, that's what you're doing and you're an artist. And, um, I just wanted to know, like, would you come out and tour with us? And I like, I could have dropped the phone. I just start weeping and I was like, this God literally showed me this moment. And he, he literally was like, are you okay? Like, what's, <laughs> He's like, is this going on? Yeah. He said he was kind of worried in the moment because he didn't know what's happening. But yeah, like dreams are real. It's, yeah, I, I get a lot of dreams when I'm heading into like new, a new season. New season. So yeah. good. I love that. You know, I hate now asking your low low. I know, my I low know. low. I need to know. Well, actually, no, that's like also a redemptive story. So I think maybe my lowest point was last year when I was on the road. I was just going through a lot personally. And I like we were talking about really straining someone else's vision in a season where, you know, I was always away from my husband and just so busy after coming out of a season of just being so rested and peaceful and just kind of like reacclimating to this environment that I had sort of taken myself out for a second. Um, and I remember I was in my bunk on the road and I was praying and I was crying. I was like, God, I literally just feel like I'm on fire. Like I feel like I'm, I'm burning and I, which sounds really dramatic, but um, it was just, it was like, I could see everything that I wanted and it was all so out of reach mm-hmm. and I just, I couldn't have felt more confused and it was no one's fault. It was literally, it was just God working on my heart so much. Um, and I just remember God showing me that picture of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fire. And he was like, you know, when the fourth person is walking around with them and he just kept saying to me he's like I'm there with you I'm Mm. walking around in the fire with you which is a good segue into that I have a new single coming out and it's actually called the fire won't burn 
It's oh, so catchy. I could sing right now, but I want to. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> so that's literally that song, and it's the first song that I've ever written that feels so authentically me. And I have been writing music for over twenty years, and I can't tell you how many meetings I've sat in of people asking me what my sound is and what my direction is, and just never having a clear answer for them. And we wrote this song a couple weeks ago, and. I've just been floored ever since. You know, it, we've just, we've found what we've been waiting for. Again, it's timing. It's just taken a long time. So. Yes. I feel that so honored that so we need to good. sit down with you at for such a time as this. Because this is I like know. a breakthrough moment for you. And this, this, as we're talking to you, this reminds me, it's a, I think it's a Billy Graham quote. And it just says, the will of, I mean, yes, the will of God will not take you where the grace of God can't sustain you. Isn't that good? That's so amazing. Billy is one of Michael's mentors. Oh, really? Yes. And one but of I don't his, know why that quote just kept, I that kept is like thinking of it. so crazy. Yeah, we did a lot of, um, a lot of Graham events last year and have okay. worked a lot with their team. Um, and I feel like I've gotten to learn so much about Billy through Michael because he is just, you know, one of his all-time heroes. So that's really funny. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, crazy. It made me think of like all those years because it's not like you were like a baby musician yeah. writing your very first song and was like, yep, this is it. Like, yeah. this is my sound. <laughs> yes. Like, it's cool that you had done like just so much of the work and like mm-hmm. all the humility that God was processing with you like you were he was holding your hand and with you through the fire the whole time time. but then it's like the end result and you're not you obviously we're never at the end but it's like as you're entering your 30s it's like a new season new decade and you have all of this wisdom from not just like what the lord has given you through prayer and like all those like the past three years but also just like the work that you've put in too yeah Yeah. and now it's like you know that the goal isn't the goal anymore. Like, yeah, yeah it's like, not. Even if you reached every quote-unquote dream that you had, yeah. like, it's not about the destination. It's about walking with him in the process. Mm-hmm. And, like, you've yeah. submitted to the process, and you've come out of the fire a new person. You've been refined. You it's know? so loosely held now. I mean, I used to see things before and just hold on to them for mm-hmm. dear life. And mm-hmm. I think if you're a prophetic person or someone who, like, you know, really – sees things or feels things it can be easy to hold on to that and Mm -hmm. to lose sight of where your feet are and where God has you and just really holding on to his hand and just hold it all loosely and you know that like in this new season he will sustain you yeah that's amazing yeah well Sky I would love if you feel comfortable I'd love for you to close us out in prayer I love that I just feel like there's you know listeners that are listening right now that they're in that hidden place and Mm -hmm. they know what they feel like God's called them to do, but where mm. they're walking right now, where their feet are, feels like a million miles away from that destination. Yeah. Um, so I just want us to pray that God would meet them where they're at and that they would lift their head up to Him. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just reminded of a friend of mine who always said, look for the Davids in the field. And so God, I just pray for all of the Davids in the field who feel unseen and feel hidden and who know they have a calling on their lives, God, um, but don't know exactly how to get to it. I just pray that you would overwhelm them with your presence right now and um, that you would show them that that is the most important thing and that there is all the time in this world and the next. And, um, 
eternity is so real and their hearts and what they're feeling is so real, but it is all unto you, God. And um, so I just pray that you would continue to give them dreams, continue to give them visions and hopes for for um, what their life is supposed to be and that they would not grow weary in well-doing or in the wake, God, but that you would um, strengthen them um, and just be with them and really teach them your voice because that's what you, what's, that's what we have to hold on to in those quiet moments. And, um, you, when that quiet becomes part of you, God, um, that's what we take into the chaos of this world. And that's what changes atmospheres and breaks bondage and yokes and it's the anointing. God, it's your oil flowing down. So I bless all those people and, um, thank you for Cami and Amanda in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Scott. That was incredible. Guys, I I was blessed by that prayer. So I know that you guys are going to be for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So our challenge this week is wherever you are, just trust that he's working in you and through you. And he's not finished yet. The story is not done. Can I get a witness? You can get a witness. Okay. Guys. I'm Cammie. I'm Amanda. We're Basically Basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic.